Welcome, my friends. Welcome. It's that time of the week, the time you've anxiously been awaiting. It's a time for the culinaryist and the cleverest, the most riveting, obviously the most entertaining, and the tastiest, most demystifyingest cooking show in the world. We can be talking about none other than Chef and a Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs. This weekend finds our mobile kitchens at the 5th Annual Moonbow Egg Festival in Corbin, KY, baby. The best little small town in America. The biggest little small town in America. I like best better. The greatest people on earth. It It is an egg fest. It is absolutely exceptional. And, of course, this wonderful short could not exist. See, now I'm telling you, you know, I've been around New York Kenny so long, I've started to put R's on the end of words. Yeah. Sure. You know, I, I, yeah, I'll tell you, I tell you, I don't know. Well, <laughs> stop it. Anyway, my friends, Chef and a Fat Man and the Blue Collar Chefs, proudly brought to you by the Big Green Egg, the, the ultimate, ultimate cooking experience. experience. And remember, my friends, if you're cooking on anything, anything other than a big green egg, you're, you're just, just heating meat. meat. That's right, my friends. And by Real Sweet Onions by Schumann Produce. They are the leaders in Vidalia and Peruvian Sweet Onions. Of course, that's now very popular this time of the year. Remember, if it doesn't say Real Sweet on the back of the tag, it ain't. It ain't. Now, excuse me, all that excitement calls for a fine beverage. I am Pinch sipping. Yourself, I am sipping my fourth. My I am really been hammering it. My fourth diet Pepsi, provided by the great Pepsi company here. The local distributor is the largest in, per capita. Sells more than anybody in the world. It's amazing, and and so I am enjoying. I've been pounding them today. I've been watching you. Yeah, I've been slamming. Of course. You've been playing with power tools, so I, have I can't. I've been playing with power tools now. I, now, can you tell the folks what I'm holding? Uh, their attention. Oh, no. but Yeah, no. She is holding. Remember that TV commercial all the time. You want cook Asian? You cook on bamboo steamer. You've got a bamboo steamer. <laughs> I do. I'm going to actually cook on the egg using a bamboo steamer. Now that is going to take a lot of eggheads by surprise. It is. How in the world can you use a steamer on an egg? Because you <laughs> can do everything on the egg. That's right, my friends. Anything you can do at home, you can on a do conventional on the egg. grill or stove or oven, you can do on the big green egg. And of course, those docile, sweet, lovely tones are none other than the gorgeous diva of delicious, the wonderful, powerful, culinary power tool cook. We have, of course, talking about Chef Amanda Egidio. I thought you were talking about somebody else. I was looking around. <laughs> I didn't know you were talking about me. Thank you, Kevin. You're so kind. Well, you know, we got to set this up a little bit now. Really... We we sit down. In fact, we'll we'll sit down this weekend. We've got to to decide what we're going to do in October, November. I don't think we've done that yet. But anyway, you don't have to do that. The this is when I told you we were coming to Corbin Egg Festival, the Moonbow Egg Festival. You looked at me and said, "Okay, what is Moonbow Egg Festival?" I said, "Well, it's in Corbin, Kentucky. It's a great place." Okay, I'll have to see. So finally, you decided to make the trip. 
And I know the only regret you've got is that you physically couldn't get up here sooner. That's true. And I mean, that, isn't this? Yeah. I mean, will you tell people what you think of Corbin, Kentucky? You know, it. Gosh, you guys, this is this is what America is when people think of it in their minds. When people look at, I don't want to like reference the 1950s, but this is what America was meant to be: full of friendly people, full of just small town love. No matter where you go, there's nothing but a good smile. There's they're offering help any way they can. I mean, now I know I'm a big city girl, and Atlanta's got traffic that can make you lose your religion. But I'm telling you that up here, there is something special about this area. Now you see why I invented the Corbin shuffle. Yeah. You know, we're going to do that. We're My dad to... used to say shuffle off to Buffalo. I'm going to yeah. change that. Shuffle off to Corbin. Well, we're going to actually, I think I'm going to ask the crew. We're going to actually do the Corbin shuffle. Mm. Now, I, I we, we're going to have to practice a little bit. But, you know, I mean, I mean, it's something because it really is. It's an amazing little town with a huge, huge big city attitude. But down home personality, and uh, now, Chef, you've got a couple of exciting recipes. I do coming up a little later on in the show. Why don't you tell everybody what it is? Well, one involves collard greens and sage sausage and sweet potatoes, and another one involves Coca Cola and um, tomatoes and pork. Oh, Lots of pork well, today. pork is a beautiful thing. We're going to try to grab a few minutes with uh, Maggie Kreeble, better known to me as just Mags. Oh, we love the Mags. The Mags is something special, and she is the one that has that, that really drives, is a drive engine behind the Moonbow Egg Festival. Mel and Tim kind of came up with the concept over a kitchen, literally over a kitchen table, decided to start this, put it together, five years ago had their first festival. We got involved the second year and have been with them ever since. And once you hear Maggie, I mean, she is just, she is a dynamo that has so much energy, but she literally is the heart and the soul of Corbin, Kentucky. And uh, when a a whole community comes together and creates a job just for you, that's pretty powerful. You need to stand for this. What's that? You need to stand for this. Well, I'll get there in a minute. I'll get I, there in a minute. Yeah, right. He only gets there in a minute for hot dogs. And Well, I know, but the hot dogs haven't started yet. That's Mel's got the hot dogs. He said he's going to put them on in a few minutes. But we're going to give you a little idea, rundown. To give you an idea, we are set up in Sanders, behind Sanders Park. Corbin, Kentucky runs, the city runs, I believe, east and west, the main street. And after you got, get about halfway down, about a mile and a half down from the turn onto the main drag, right in the center of the city, a little to the eastern side, you've got a small clearing between the buildings. And in that clearing is a bricked, beautiful, standalone park with arches. And in the center of the park is a life-size statue, bronze statue to Colonel Harlan Sanders. And the reason they did that was because Harlan Sanders opened the very first Kentucky Fried Chicken right here in Corbin, Kentucky. That restaurant is right here. Hey, you Kevin, I heard you were seeing double with, yes. with the, with the Yesterday I saw Colonel Sanders coming. I saw Colonel Sanders going. And what was a little bit disconcerting is Colonel Sanders died about 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> but 
you know, we made it happen. The Play way to set the scene. Happen, yeah. So between Sanders Park, there's a parking lot behind Sanders Park, which sits right on the main drag of downtown Corbin. Now behind the parking lot and further south is the train museum, and they've got these absolutely beautiful train and caboose from the 1930s. Just beautiful. They've been restored meticulously. they got a train museum here. To the right of us, as we look at your radio dial, they've got a car show, a vintage car and muscle car show going on. We've got the Moonbow Egg Festival. It's 76 degrees, slightly overcast, with about a 5 to 7 knot wind coming out of the northwest. The temperature is spectacular. The, the atmosphere is exciting. And the Egg Ladies. Festival is actually right behind the colonel, right in that parking lot. And it's a big horseshoe of about 30 chefs and cooks that take up a whole extent in this giant horseshoe. In the middle of the horseshoe, they've got a cooking stage for demoing. They've got a massive tent so people could sit under cover out of the sun. They've got the West Sixth Brewing uh, Brewing Company from Lexington, Kentucky right here. They've got the High school baseball team set up right inside the main entrance where you can get waters and sodas and everything. So you have what we have, but you don't have the ability to be here this year. We will post on our site as soon as the sixth annual Moonbow Egg Festival date is set. They are probably going to have to limit the tickets because they have. we've talked about it and they don't want to get any bigger. They just want to do it better. And they're the best little egg fest in the whole world. With the best We are hotels. talking about the fifth annual Moonbow Egg Festival. Chef and a Fat Man live, enjoying, soaking it up, eating it out, and having a tremendously good time, my friends. Only wish you could be here to make it perfect. Chef and a Fat Man taking it to the streets. Welcome back, my friend, Chef and a Fat Man Live from the 5th Annual Moonbow Egg Festival in Corbin, Kentucky. Man, what we've done so far, we've set up where we're at. You've got a great understanding. We've had the amazing Mags Creeble, the uh, marketing and tourism Wait, director. It's not the best one yet. Now you've heard all about how fun it is. You've heard about how great it is. Now you've got to hear about what the recipes are. And, and no better person... Then the diva of delicious, the dynamo of digestion. Dynamo of digestion. I yeah. thought I was the glory, glorious. No, you're the goddess of culinary. Goddess of goodness. Yes. We are talking, of course, about Chef Amanda. This is my first time at a Moonbow Egg Festival. Ingenio! Woo! Well, you having fun yet? Yeah. I, actually, I haven't stopped since we arrived yesterday. Now, you know, you, I mean, egg festivals, are they, they have a lot of things that's similar. You know, it's love of eggheads, everything else. But you have come up with recipes that they've never seen at Egg Fest here. And this is just another one of them. Tell us what this recipe is 
and set it up for us. Okay, so the you know because of the time of the year, um, I'm I really am getting into the fall flavors. I'm really loving sweet potatoes, um, and so the first recipe that we're doing is collard greens that are st- collard green leaves that are stuffed with sage sausage, poached cranberries, and pecans, rolled up to look like an egg roll, and then steamed on a bamboo basket in the big green egg. Wow. Those are, uh, you know what, I'll bet Tim Barnes, who is next to us, he is the uh, one of the creators of the Mumbo Egg Festival. you got to run one over to him because he told me, and I would never betray his trust, but he told me earlier, he said, Fat Man, I'm going to blow Chef Amanda out of the water. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's basically what he said. Amateur. And so... <laughs> He just, he's putting out a scallop and salmon over there, and he's laughing because he thinks you're going to come up with a weenie dish. Oh, no. Oh, not at all. So, how do we do it, Chef? Okay, so how do we do it? First, get yourself some really big, gorgeous collard greens, okay? And what you want to do is you want to look for the leaves that don't have the holes in them, okay? You want the prettiest ones you can find. Then... You're going to get a pot of hot water just to the boiling point, not like a hard boil, just boiling point, and then stick the leaves, maybe one or two at a time, in the water. You're just going to blanch them for a second, and then because I need them to be soft so I can roll them. Then I pull them out, and I actually lay them all on the counter on a paper towel, like the whole length of the counter, and then once they cool down a little bit, we get to the process, which is where I am right now. So what I'm doing here as I'm talking to you guys is I'm actually taking the... um, the rib out of the middle of so the collard green. the main rib out of the... Correct. So what I have is two sides of the collard green. And um, and then I, f- I put them over each other so that they... So that there's no hole in the middle, okay? You know, I was worried about that. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. I hate I hate it when my domate <laughs> has a hole in the middle. Yes. So the um, the next thing is, I went and got some delicious breakfast sage sausage. I just got Jimmy Dean. They have really good sage sausage. I love Jimmy if Dean. If you want to make your own sausage and you're a chef like that, that's great. If you've got the time or you know a butcher that can, fantastic. Use that. If not, like I said, in a pinch, this is great. Then I took some dried cranberries, some craisins, and I reconstituted them in um, a little bit of, sorry, <laughs> it's, a, it's a schmear. Um, I, I reconstituted them in a little really, bit. You, you, uh, my friends, you must hear what, he, what Chef Amanda just did. Victor, her husband, husband and is confidant and partner in crime, is sitting there doing the work while she is talking. He is cutting and... And she said, right in the middle of the sentence, she says, no, you're not smearing the topping right. And she redid it. I think that's kind of rude. Well, he he put put too much on. You just want to smear. Okay. Back to the sage sausage. All right. So I reconstituted the cranberries in a little apple cider vinegar and water. Nice. Yeah, it was really good. Then I chopped up some pecans, nice and fine. Not like dusty fine, but a little Uh small. And uh, I put those in with the sage sausage and added a few seasonings that I like to my taste. And then I refrigerated it for like a day or two because I knew we were coming here. And then what I'm doing right now, 
is I've got the sa- I've got the sage sausage to the side, and as I put those two leaves of the collard green over each other so that it looks like one leaf, I'm rolling them up like a burrito. So I'm taking a port like a spoonful of the mixture, putting it on the leaf, and then rolling it up. And then on the side that this is going to go with is I have a sweet potato cream that we made using Greek yogurt, sweet potatoes, cinnamon, cayenne pepper, and a little bit of heavy cream. Will you have this recipe available for us online? Yes, we will. And we roasted the sweet potatoes on the big green egg. Now, so then once you get them, uh, get all your ingredients together for your schmear, Mm -hmm. you just blend it? Yeah, okay. So we took the sweet potato and mashed it, and then... After, like, took the skin off and mashed it. And then we have a Vitamix, which I love for making smooth sauces. It makes the best smooth sauces. Um, Put that in there with the yogurt and turned it on low and then raised it a little bit as we needed to. Because I don't want it soupy. And then we just added a little bit of cream as needed so that it, it was a cream consistency and not a yogurt. I wasn't making pumpkin yogurt. So I wanted to make it a little bit thin. I needed to thin it out a little bit. And then a pinch of cayenne and a pinch of, of cinnamon. And um, you're, you're great. Well, this is a very, very interesting recipe. Now It's great for fall. Could you could you use something other than collards? Well, I don't know if ca- I mean maybe I don't think spinach because the How leaves about are grape too small. Leaves? Would they work? If you can find grape leaves, yeah, because this is kind of a take on domates. Um, yeah. But what I didn't finish saying is that the way that we cooked them was on a bamboo steamer on the egg. And the way that we do that is you you get, I took a paella pan, a big green egg paella pan, and I filled it with about an inch to an inch and a half of water. And I put it on at 350 on indirect because I don't want to bubble it too much. Um, and so then I added the bamboo steamer because I wanted it to start steaming and the steamer to get hot. And then as I was rolling, it was getting hot, rolling the domates, it got hot. And then I added, I had a two-tier going. I had a double-decker going. And um, they cooked, they just came off, they cooked about 25 minutes. I was going for a 145 internal temperature. Well, you know, and once again, that's the, that's the beauty of the big green egg. If you can think it, you can cook it on the yeah. egg. Yeah. And now you're going to make some more of these. So, I am. Uh, once again, go through your step. All right. So for number one, put your gloves on. Wash your hands. Put your gloves on. Number two, make sure you have a clean working space. Number three, get your. make sure you keep your leaves together. Okay? I actually stack mine like, you know, one going one direction, like one group going one direction and the other group going the other direction. That way I don't forget which leaf goes with which. Okay? So I'm, I'm actually overlapping these now so what it looks like is that like i have one big leaf i'm kind of mash it down so it's together now i'm going to take about a spoonful of the sausage mixture and put it well this is a big leaf i'm going to add a little bit more and i'm going to roll it out a little bit so that it now looks about the size of a big meatball but it's not shaped like a meatball it's it's shaped more like yeah like a cylinder yeah and I'm going to wrap the, from starting at the bottom, I'm going to wrap the sausage around it. And I'm going to continue to wrap until I get almost to the end. Turn the leaves in. Keep rolling it. And then it's ready. And they look like little egg rolls. 
and that is the process. So it's, so you take the vein out after you steam them. Yeah. And yeah. And before you roll that. And that's the hardest part of it. The two leaves and putting it Yeah. Because, I, I mean, and I, over, I make it so that they're not, I don't want it falling apart. Okay. And that steamer is a great addition to using on the egg. And yeah. it will and people don't think steam. about that, you know? Yeah. Something different to do on the egg. While you're continuing to roll your Damatis, what have you got coming up next? Oh, Coca-Cola pork glazed pork tenderloin. And I made a sweet Coke tomato jam Ooh. to go with it. Pork and tomatoes and jam and Coke and fresh ginger. Oh, it's it's amazing. I'm telling you, Wait. Chef Amanda Egidio, you are a wonderful, wonderful chef of the Big Green Egg Culinary Center. And I'll tell you, my friends, you aren't here for this year's Moonbow Egg Festival. But next year, you want to be here at Moonbow Egg Fest 6th so Annual and you. truly, truly enjoy. Because we are having fun. We are having food. We are having a great time. And Chef is absolutely becoming Corbinized. <laughs> I and am. I'm telling you, I gotta warn you, you come to this little town, you're gonna be Corbinized. Food, fun, and celebrating the good life. What better place to do it than right here at the sixth? Well, it will be the sixth next yeah. next year. Fifth annual Mumbo Egg Festival in Corbin, Kentucky, nestled in the foothills, the foothills, I should say, of the Daniel Boone National Park and the Cumberland State Park. It ain't nothing but beautiful, baby. Yay. Oh, my friends, my friends, it is the fifth, the fifth Moonbow Egg Festival, and it is coming to a conclusion. The grills or the eggs are starting to be capped. They're starting the cooling down process. But Chef Amanda says, nay, nay, nay. There shall be food passed out. Always. Always. And so she has prepared her final recipe of the day. And it is a what? It is a Coca-Cola marinated and glazed pork tenderloin with a Coca-Cola sweet tomato jam to go with it. This sounds great. Do tell how you're making this. Okay. Well, right now I'm taking a temperature on my pork. Ouch. And FYI. That isn't a pork loin you just stuck that in. <laughs> that was a rump roast. Very funny. <laughs> I will just probably throw that joke in. Okay, so I'm taking a temperature. Folks, this is what I want to let you guys know about pork. Um, a lot of people think that you need to cook pork to 160. I actually disagree with that. I think that if you cook pork to 140 and let it rest, um, you're going to come out with a great result because it's going to keep uh, cooking while you're letting it rest. Also, if you're going to cook on the egg, I would not cook higher than 400 degrees when you're doing pork. You do not, even a steak, I would not, even a pork steak, a pork chop, you do not need to be at 500 degrees and you don't need to be at 160 because it's like eating, you know, leather. And that's not what we're going for here. Well, I think the FDA has finally backed it down to 145. Yeah, they have. Um, You know, and it's because things are different now, you know, with, but anyway, so do tell, so you've got a few pork loins. Yep. Now, are these loins or tenderloins? These are tenderloins. A pork loin is a much bigger piece. This is a pork tenderloin. And um, I got six of them because, you know, we oh thought we'd God. be popular. Hoping for that anyway. And uh, 
So I marinated them for about four and a half hours. And it's got some ginger in the marinade. It's got Coca-Cola and orange juice. You need that citrus. Um, it's got cardamom. It's got cinnamon. Uh, oh, it's got yellow mustard, but but the powdered mustard. Okay. Um, what else? All kinds of wonderful ingredients. I don't know. You've you can, got the recipe. Well, you can, I'm, I'm multitasking, so you can find it on the website. But you can also do the tomato jam, which I'm going to talk about. All right, so the tomato jam, Coke tomato jam. Who would have thunk it, right? Not something that I that that seemed to pop into my mind real easily. All right, so think about this. You've got red onion. You've got Coca-Cola. You've got some apple cider vinegar. Give it a twang. Half a cup of sugar because it's a jam. There goes the Dukes of Hazard. Good Lord, Kentucky. Sorry about the side note, people. Moving on. We got sugar because it's sweet, and we've got a quart of chopped tomatoes. And I would use the whole, you know, the whole tomato. Don't seed okay. it or anything. Just let the whole thing go. Um, a little salt and pepper, a bay leaf, some sprig of thyme if you like the flavor. I happen to like the flavor. Add a little thyme, and uh, you're going to cook that down. Um, let it boil for a while, but because of the con- the water content in the tomatoes, you're going to be stuck with more of a like a thin spaghetti sauce. So we're going to make something called a slurry. This is a little bit of cornstarch mixed with water and mix it together, and then add that to your sauce, and that's going to thicken it up. Have you ever tried and a little po- cinnamon? Have you ever tried potato starch instead of cornstarch? No, but you've talked about that before. Tell me what you know. Potato starch. Uh, it it works just like cornstarch, but it's a little shinier. Mm-hmm. Makes a little uh, makes a little shinier uh, slurry, and it it integrates quicker and easier, I think, than cornstarch. And it it has virtually no flavor, and I just love it. It's it's uh, also you could cook it at a higher heat; it doesn't glob up. There's just, uh, it's just to me far better than cornstarch. It's hard to find. I usually just buy mine on Amazon because uh-huh. I don't use that much cornstarch. You know, I don't make many slurries. Uh, but it's make, great for making gravy, too. I make all my Christmas and Thanksgiving gravies with uh, with potato starch. But anyway, <laughs> now you put the uh, tenderloins on. You're not doing anything to them other than what? Okay, so just the marinade. Okay. And... Um, you know, when you when you're doing multiple tenderloins, you want to cut off that um, the silver skin. Cut that down. Okay. And then they're not all going to be the same size, so you want to kind of make sure that you're you're keeping an eye. Um, if they are the same size, then you're going to be fine. I've got one on here right now that's just a baby one, and he's going to cook pretty fast. Um, so I want to keep an eye on that one because that one will cook first. Take that off. And uh, I've got three on. Now, I've got these on indirect, and I've got them on at 400 degrees. Now, for those of you that are eggheads, new, old, it doesn't matter. Here's a tip for you. When do you use the convector? 
most of some people, you old timers, call it a plate setter. That it's not the correct name anymore. We call it the convector because it's convection cooking. The wind. This is when you use a convector. Anytime you are cooking something for longer than 20 minutes, or whatever you're cooking is thicker than two inches. So if you're cooking a three-inch steak, if you don't want to burn it, you might want to go indirect. If you're cooking chicken wings for 30 minutes, you're going to go indirect, or you're going to burn it. And a lot of people get confused about exactly when do I put that convector in. You always want to put it in with the legs up, not down, because the fire needs, you need to have a fire, a barrier between the fire and the food. And then for preventative maintenance, when you're done um, and you're closing down your egg, take that convector and turn it upside down so that the legs are now facing down. And whatever juice spilled onto the convector while you were cooking will burn off as your egg is cooling down. And you don't have to scrape that anymore. You don't have to deal with all the junk of, oh, my gosh, my convector's filthy. Also, your next cook won't taste like your last cook. Chef Amanda, since I've always known you've been full of it. (laughs) But when it comes to information on the big green egg, few have an equal. So anyway, so now you've got your... your, Tenderloin. Now, since it's a smaller roll, mm-hmm. it's not going to take as long. You want to get it up to 140, and now you're taking what looks like you're taking one off now. Taking them off, and I've got a couple of them off. I've got a couple of them on, and I'm letting it rest. Okay, and it needs to rest for about 10 minutes. Um, those juices still, they need, everything needs, to, the muscle needs to relax. That loin needs to relax. And also, it's still cooking. And so... Basically, you know, at home, and this goes for any kind of meat, pork chops, steak, whatever you're doing, be sure to let the meat rest, and you need to cover it with foil, loosely, but cover it, and uh, and let it so go for So now you're going to make so now I'm gonna slice. Yeah, now I'm going to slice it up when it's ready, and then I'm going to add my slurry to that tomato jam. And the ideal situation would be to let that tomato jam refrigerate overnight so it gets nice and and hard. Now, it's not a tomato jam like peach preserves or peach jelly. There is no pectin or or gelatin in there. So um, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be more like a sauce here. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So... um, but the ideal thing would be to uh, have it for 24 hours in a cool place and serve it alongside the hot tenderloin. But your marinade, one final question before we wrap this up, because you're going to be taking more of them off and slicing them up and giving out to the waiting horde. Yep. You don't want to marinate those tenderloins too long. Four hours. Don't do it overnight, people. It's got a lot of acid in there, and you, you don't want to do that to, it the, to the meat. the meat. Exactly. It, 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 it just looks It gets nasty. in there. Yeah. The, it breaks down the protein, yeah. There we go. Well, my friends, so many people to thank. Of course, to Tim and Mags and Mal and all the people from the Big Green Egg Fest, known as Moonbow Egg Fest number 5. Woo! They have been fantastic hosts. Fantastic we don't want to representatives leave. of the city of Corbin. Absolutely wonderful. We want to stay. Also, to the fabulous Corbin Redhound baseball team, high school baseball team. Rocked they have it, been babies. rocking it, keeping us, our parched lips quenched. They have kept us in utensils. They have taken care of our trash. They have done an amazing thing. They're one of the top high school baseball teams in the country. They are awesome. They are Red Hounds, and they are proud, baby. And we thank them so much. 
the coach and everybody for so much help. And, of course, to the following individuals, the keeper of the dials today, through the fine mentoring of Michael the Whip Holst. New York Kenny. And New York Kenny on the board, baby. And I tell you, it doesn't get much better. Also, you can't have a great culinary show without a great chef and a great culinary assistant. And, of course, we have the greatest. We have chef, executive chef Amanda Egidio. She is the executive chef of the Big Green Egg Culinary Center and corporate. And her sidekick and husband, who, who has made an amazing life, a true renaissance man from a small island off the coast of Africa all the way to Corbin, Kentucky, <laughs> from one, one antlered goats to wild monkeys in the trees, he is here helping and providing and, and giving us a lot of fun, a great guy, Victor Egidio. Thank you so much, Victor. And to our sponsors, of course, the Big Green Egg, if it doesn't say... The Big Green Egg, if you're just cooking on it, baby, you are just heating meat. And if it doesn't say real sweet, if it doesn't say real sweet in the bag of the bag, it ain't. That's it. I'm your fat but jovial host, Kevin Jenkins, reminding us we do each and every week to take a serious moment to thank our troops and our first responders. They are the reasons we continue to enjoy the freedoms we enjoy so much. The price of freedom is never free. As we cool down the burners and the eggs and all the good times at Corbin, Kentucky, we'd like to thank you all for being with us for these two shows. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed bringing it to you. God bless you all, you and your family. God bless America. And God willing, we'll see you next week right here on Chef and the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs. Guess what's coming up next? Eggtoberfest in Stone Mountain, baby. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy.